Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Dr. Mohan Ananda. He is a scientist, a lawyer, an entrepreneur, and an author. He's helping people succeed at business. I have Jim Comer. He's a speech writer, a speech coach, and a speaker. I have Annette Richmond. She is helping senior level executives and entrepreneurs create personal branding, executive resumes, and compelling LinkedIn profiles. And I have JC Glick. He's retired army and he is an author now doing leadership and cultural work with pro sports and incorporations. The question I have for you today, how do you lead a team of experts when you don't understand what they do? Annette, can you kick us off? I will, but I have to come at it from a little bit of a different angle. I worked in publishing before I was in my current career. And so I was often interviewing presidents of companies and things like that. And I do now work with a lot of senior level executives doing a variety of different things. And I often don't know enough about what they do. Mm -hmm. And so what I do, which I think would apply to this, is to listen to ask questions and to listen and learn. So that's my strategy. Nice, okay. I'm a lot like Annette because I have never led a, a sales team or any other kind of team in anything. I am a speech writer and a speech coach. And like Annette, I listen. But the most important thing, I don't need to know what the experts know. I need to help them get their knowledge to an average audience. Mm. The most important thing that I can say to a uh, anybody on the team is, I don't understand. What do you mean? Because mm. if I can get them to say it in a clear, concise way, not using buzzwords or catchphrases or acronyms, all those things that just stand in the way of us getting it. If I understand it, America is going to understand it. So that's my goal for them to be clear, concise, and understandable. You know, it, it, it's funny. I I talk about the most successful leaders in the world are two things. They're dumb and lazy. And I say that that was always uh, how I was successful. And I think that, you know, there's a little bit of humility. And even if I think I know what people do, I have a tendency to think that, well, I think it's important that I, maybe I don't know what I think I know. Mm. And I think that having that humility is really important. And then, you know, more often than not, you do learn something even as a leader. This idea that leaders have to know everything their people are doing is actually completely false and something that kind of leads into problems with leadership. Either people who are subordinate to those leaders think that, well, they know everything. They don't. And two, the leader thinks that they need to know everything. So they spend a whole lot of time micromanaging and doing some things that maybe are less effective. For me, it's about look, I trust you. It's about having trust in your people. So I don't need to know what you do. Whatever your role is, I trust that you do that role really well. What I want to know is mm -hmm. how can I help you do it better? How can you teach me about this role that you're doing? And how can I resource you to do it better? Because that's mm -hmm. really what leaders do is they resource their people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I worked with someone once who said as a leader, it was his job to provide air support so people could do their jobs. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with all the things stated here. As I said, I've run a number of teams and I don't claim to know everything that people do because the type of things I have been uh, is very complicated, extremely detail-oriented, so nobody can really know. The way I approached, or I still do, is building a relationship. That mm. means somebody said you create a trust 
And of course, the, the key is not just the knowledge of the expertise. It is how trustworthy, how you have the integrity of the person and that the, the personal qualifications are extremely important. Mm. And you should be more of a listener rather than telling them what to do because they do what they want. But you have a, an obligation or responsibility to pull everything together to the same goal. So mm. that guidance you have to do. And uh, I compare, for example, this is just a comparison between Jimmy Carter presidency and Ronald Reagan presidency. Jimmy Carter is a very knowledgeable, hands-on. He goes and does, he's a nuclear scientist, all kinds of things. Whereas Ronald Reagan, he is more of an actor, but he, he gets the right people. And if you look at those two presidency, in my opinion, Reagan presidency was more successful than Carter presidency. So that kind of gives me, you cannot be an expert in everything, but you have to be patient and, and, and listening more. And also you meet with the, each individual on a personal basis rather than mm. all the team meeting. I mean, team meeting is such a, but that one-to-one -one relationship is extremely bad, in my opinion. Mm. So it sounds like we're talking about having some humility and allowing the expert to shine where they are the expert, not trying to take their glory. I was going to say that that's what the successful leaders that I work with, that was something they all have in common. Their whole focus is to empower, you know, build a great team and then empower them to succeed. That is what makes them in turn successful. Mm -hmm. So how does the person, when you get promoted into leadership, first off, you start out as being that person who's really good at doing the job and then they make you the manager. And now all of a sudden you have to be that leadership person. How do you let go of being the person who has to know everything and do the job and be the leader? What does that transition look like? That's the toughest transition I've seen uh, people make from being a doer to being a leader. And I think that what it takes is an understanding of uh, a role switch, right? So it's very easy in the military because leaders have very specific roles and there's no way they can know everything their people do, right? There's so many different specialties in a unit. But what I've seen um, specifically in like, say the NFL, an offensive coordinator moving to a head coaching position is a very big difference. All of a sudden you have to do some very, very different things. You have to think of things differently and you have to start taking steps back to allow your subordinate leaders to step up to where you were. So it's really about kind of in a hierarchical kind of view, even though you may on an org chart be at the top, yeah, you have to elevate everybody else ahead of you to make sure that they're getting the experience that they need to make them successful. It's got to be a code switch. I, mm -hmm. I, I would start with uh, when you make the transition, you first try to become a strategic person because you need to set the goals of the whole team. And you have to have an organizational uh, abilities and you have to build on it. I mean, you may not have it initially, but you have to think in that direction. Another very important is communication. You have to communicate to the team very effectively and in, in the goal setting and encourage them and you know, basically provide more support rather than tell them what to do. I also think it's really important for experts and for leaders to sound human. We think of Albert Einstein, the name that we associate with genius. Well, he not only had the theory of relativity that changed the world, he was also a wonderful communicator. 
And he used language beautifully. And I looked up a quote from him, and this is kind of what I go by. If you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. If you can have that humility and that clarity to get it across to most of us, then you really are a good communicator. And that works in business, in politics, in anything. I do wonder if it might be easier to lead people when you don't know what they're doing than not. So for example, I hired someone to edit quick hits for me. And I realized I had to stop watching them after he edited them (laughs) because I wanted to go back and go, oh, he didn't do that quite right. Let me fix it. And then I realized, (laughs) wait a minute, it makes zero sense for me to pay someone to do this job and then do it again myself. That's silly. If I didn't know how to edit videos, I would just hand it off and say, do some magic, make it happen. So I wonder if it's easier if you don't know. I don't know whether it's easier. Being a leader is a tough job. You have to meet the, the, the goals. I mean, you have to deliver. You are the leader. But you don't need to know the, the whole details. But it's a continuous learning process. You will learn. Talk to people and you can even make suggestions, even though you don't know the the exact way that is being done. Like, for example, I have a CFO. He knows the the tax thing or the audit requirements. I mean, you don't need to know or do, but you do need to be compliant. You need to know that we need to meet the regulatory requirements. It's more like uh, providing support from a, a little higher level rather than going into the deep dive. I think sometimes we may know how to do things, but we hire someone or whether it's someone who's working for us in corporate or a consultant who knows it better than we do. That's what I think it is. It is sometimes tough to let it go, but that's what I try to remember when I'm having somebody do something because I tend to be like that too. Yeah. Delegation would be a whole different conversation. And that is our (laughs) 10 minutes. So I'm going to cut us off there. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.